Philip Henry Goss was a Victorian naturalist. He was also a recognized scientist, being a fellow of the Royal Society, and also a member of the Brethren religious group. What sort of public profile did Goss have in his own time? Goss has been described by Stephen Jay Gould as the David Attenborough of his time. He was a very gifted communicator. He wrote well. He was capable of wonderful illustrations. Uh, he was trained as an artist by his father, who was a professional painter. And uh, he also lectured and gave field courses, and amongst other things. And his books, he was also largely responsible for the development of the marine aquarium. Very difficult to keep animals alive in seawater when you don't have electrical aeration systems. But he managed devices and he was responsible for the first aquarium at London Zoo. And uh, many, many people saw that and became interested in uh, having a parlour aquarium as a result of seeing that and reading his book on the aquarium. And he was also a pioneer in the use of amateurs or amateurs using microscopes to look at very small creatures and generally unveiled a lot of uh, uh, creatures to people that they'd never seen before. So he was quite influential. Well, it certainly sounds as if he was a very well-known individual, but I understand that uh, some of Goss's work generated considerable controversy during his lifetime. Yes. Uh, in 1857, he published a book which was called Omphalos, and the subtitle was An Attempt to Untie the Geological Knot. Henry Goss knew very well about geological time, and the first half of that book gives a very good resume of ideas of geological time and the fossil record. But he also had a profound belief in the biblical account of creation in Genesis, and he had therefore a difficulty in explaining what he knew about, that is the geological record. And his theory was that all of the rock strata and all of the fossils had a prochronic existence, that is, an existence before time. So they were, in effect, created. This book, as you could imagine, uh, was very different to other books that Goss had written. It uh, alienated um, his friends, it alienated the scientific community, and it alienated the religious community. And Charles Kingsley, for example, his very good friend, uh, would not allow his children to read it and uh, was really quite hostile. A general view was that God was telling a lie by putting all these fossils in place for us to see when they hadn't really existed. But uh, Henry held firm. He had his beliefs. He was not going to compromise his beliefs. And however great a natural historian he was, his religion and his very narrow religion was always much more important to him than anything else. And it's been claimed that uh, his strident beliefs led to some friction with his son Edmund. Indeed. Henry believed absolutely not only in creation and in the literal truth of the Bible, but also in the imminence of the second coming. So it was very important to him to keep Edmund close to him. And in this context, that means to become a member of the Brethren sect, of which Henry was a leading member. So... Edmund, in fact, was 
baptized as a boy, which was very unusual and had to get special permission for that. And this made Henry absolutely delighted because he'd always been close to Edmund and now Edmund was saved. But of course, Edmund started to grow up. He started to question. He started to have his own views. And there became a distance between them. Edmund moved to London, where he took up a position as a librarian in the British Library, and he went on to become the librarian of the Houses of Parliament, became a distinguished literary critic and a commentator on the art world and particularly sculpture. He met lots of new people, stimulating people. He was able to read books that he'd never been able to read before. He wasn't allowed to read before. And all the while, Henry would write letters asking him to keep his faith, to keep the narrow view that Henry had himself, and there was clearly going to be conflict between them. And that conflict eventually resulted in the book Father and Son, published some years after Henry had died in 1907. And it's that book which gives us the popular view of Henry Goss as being a somewhat religiously oppressive man, but it's only part of the story. He was lovely. He cared deeply for Edmund, but of course they did not share the same religious belief, and because they didn't share the same religious belief, there was a schism between them.